Welcome to the Leadership Podcast with Pastor Sam Carr. Here you'll learn godly principles and real-world techniques for leading effectively. Hello, everyone. I'm Pastor Sam Carr. Welcome to the podcast today. And and I've got Pastor John Welch with me today, lead pastor here at Life United. John, glad you're with me today. Pastor, as always, it, it's a privilege to be here. Only, hey, pastor, real quick, before yep. you get on, I was just going to say, I was talking to someone uh, just recently, and they were talking about how much they enjoy these podcasts. Well, I'm and glad how to hear that. They get out of it, right? And so, uh, I just wanted to let you know uh, that, that that people are being touched and changed. Just yeah, really appreciate you, wonder, you taking this time to do this. You yeah. wonder whether people are listening. Oh, well, they are. Yeah, you know. But then you get the stats of where people are listening. Isn't it amazing? It's all over the globe. I mean, <gasps> it's just amazing how that is. And I'm um, and I'm happy to. Um, Happy to be that. Do this. We can credit uh, the campus pastor in Lake Charles, yeah, David Riles, because he's Riles. the one who talked me into this. Yeah, thank, and, uh, thank you, David. <laughs> so awesome. anyway, we're talking about leadership, and we're talking about pass it on. Yeah, and uh, you know there is a there is an, uh, a a time in every leader's life where they've got to start thinking about passing on what God's given them. Yeah. And and entrust it to someone else. Um, I, I I never forget. I, I heard a particular minister, and I was really kind of shocked by it. Um, and and he's a kind of a one man show type minister, and and um, everything goes through him. And he mm-hmm. you know he's got more money, knows what to do with from the gospel. And I don't want to be ugly about it, but but. I remember him saying to his daughter, who's not even in ministry, all oh, this will be yours one day. Mm. And I'm thinking, yeah, and it won't be anything in one day, <laughs> you know, because there's nobody's not really yeah. training somebody up yeah. to, to, um, to move forward with what God's called him to do. And look, let me just say this, okay? And, and if you listen to the last podcast, it'll help you with this. Yeah, encourage you to go back and listen. There are some ministries there that are just a one-generation ministry. Mm. They're here for a purpose. Right. In the healing revival, there were there were some ministers yeah. that were they were not transgenerational. They were That's there for a season. Yeah. But yet out of that, like the healing ministry, out of that, Oral Roberts created a whole new generation. He did, yeah. I built a built a university. Yeah. And created a whole new but yet a lot of those guys either died young or they did they weren't able to make a transition and allow God to use them some other way. Mm. So sometimes that people there are ministries that they're they're not gonna reach somebody else. Yeah. You know, they're here for a season for their purpose and I don't want to be critical of that. I, I, but I do believe that every ministry that God wants the the fruit of it to continue. Absolutely. It's a good in way to some, say the fruit in, of it. Yeah. In some way or form, the fruit of it should continue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, we're talking about the fact that that as a leader, we have to pass it on. We want to train up, mentor someone who can stand up and move forward. And here's the key, without stumbling. Yeah, without stumbling. Just yeah. smooth transition. I yeah. mean, and I don't mean, you know, obviously there are going to always be things that are different. But, but if you are a true leader and you have a heart to see a next generation then you're gonna you're gonna work on that hard. Absolutely, yeah. you know that 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 happens, and um, 
And it, look, I got to tell you, it came later in my life to realize I need to do that. Yeah. So uh, if you're if you're sitting here and you're maybe you're in your 60s or even your late 50s, it's time to get on it. Yep. Absolutely. You know, it's time to really move forward. Be praying and planning. Absolutely. Yeah. And and allowing the Holy Spirit, John, to guide you into how to accomplish that. Yeah. Because yeah. every every person is different. Every ministry, every relationship. The one thing you don't want to do is go try to find a hireling to take over something. That will, that's you know, sure death. Well, yeah, to, listen, uh, I, I'll use this as an example. Church. There was a, a minister in another city, and and uh, one of, um, I guess you'd call him one of the, you know, one of the sons of our ministry was uh, uh, pastoring in that in that city, mm-hmm. and he this guy was pastoring, but he wanted to. Do something else, retire and go do something else. Right. He's getting a little older. Right. So he went to this minister and he said, "Look, I've got this congregation. All I have to do is tell tell them you're the next guy, and and uh, and you can just step in and take over." Well, at first the pastor was, "Hey, man, that's great. That would triple their congregation." And his next words out of his mouth was, "He said, yeah, the tithes here are about X number of dollars, so it, it's going to cost you about." I forgot how much. I'll just use an arbitrary number. It's going to cost you fifty grand to do, for me to do that. Yeah. Red flag. So <laughs> the pastor that was, you know, one of our sons in, in the faith um, called me and said, what do I do? I said, tell him to call me. <laughs> I'll never forget. I, I, I'm way off base already. But <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I was in San Francisco uh, with, with uh, Mario Marilla, we in, and he called me. Hey, Pat, we're so excited. We're going to, you know, we're going to merge these churches. I said, you're not merging these churches. You're selling out. Mm. Ooh, I mean, I nailed him because I was so mad about it. Well, now, wait a minute. That's not true. I said, yes, it is. Mm. I said, you're expecting this pastor to pay you Mm-mm. for people Mm-mm. that need to be shepherded, and you're walking out on them. Mm. Man, I, I just told him, I said, that's not right. Mm. You know, it wouldn't have been right for for um, uh, us, and it wouldn't be, and it wouldn't be right for him to do it. Absolutely. And uh, and I said, it's not a deal, yeah. no deal. It's a deal breaker. Yeah. See, he thought I was going to pay him. Right. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically, he left, and the, the sheep scattered. Mm-hmm. Well, he'll have to answer for that. Yeah. So my my point is, this isn't something where you go look out and find somebody. Oh, I think they could probably do this. It needs to be somebody that you can minister to, you can mentor, you can lead, and you can work together with. That's the that's the way to do it, where they can do it without stumbling. There's a genuine relationship. Genuine there. relationship. Yeah. That's yeah. a very good way to put it. So you've got you've got to know that and understand that. And one of the things I, I've learned, John. Um, I believe that that if you do it that way, you can preserve what God's done. And not only can you preserve it, but you can take it to new heights. And I'm going to get into that. I'm not probably going to tease you about it because I'm not going to do it today. But but I am going to talk to you about it in in um, uh, in regard to vision. But but the one thing that you're going to have to do if you're going to develop this leadership that you pass it on to is listen. You're go, you're going to have to start bringing people into your inner circle. Yeah. You you got to you've got to let them know the real you. Yeah. The real ministry. Yep. Not what they can just see from the outside. Yeah. Cuz I'm going to tell you I have seen people take over a ministry that they thought was one thing 
And it's not it. It's not it. Yep. It wasn't it at all. Yep. And and listen, um, it, it it turned out bad. Yeah. It it turned out bad. And the reason for that was that that leader would not let that person into the inner circle of his life and the workings of the church and the ministry. And so because of that, he didn't know. Exactly. He didn't know how things really were yep. and how things were really, really working. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I can't tell you how many times, and I could mention a couple of big names. Okay. Okay. That this has happened with, and the person taking over was shocked. Yeah. Okay. Man, I listen, you, you and I both know that you're the next generation for, for this church. If you're shocked about anything, I'm going to be surprised. Right. Okay. <laughs> but but it's our relationship, Pastor, has developed over years. And you've, That's you've, correct. It's been a gradual progression. But, you know, you've let me in. And I'm and, not leaving right now either, no, no, by the not, way, just no, so no. you'll know. Yeah, when everybody <laughs> know that's not the case. Yeah. But you've let me in. Sure. And, and, yeah. and understand, and, and, and I'm very honored by And that. you got to be honest, yeah. you yeah. know, about stuff. Yeah. Well, again, when we go back to the these churches that are built by a man, and I don't mean that in a wrong way because it takes men to do something, but, you know, look, the blood, sweat, and tears uh, that Becky and I have shed to build mm. what we have today mm. um, is because, not just because of us, but it wouldn't have happened without us. Let me put it that way. No doubt. Okay. Yeah. So, so um, there, there, if you're not careful, there can be a pride there and you've got to, mm. you got to let that, you've got to let that uh, alone and, and bring people in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and let, and hey, let's just see what this is really all about. Mm-hmm. I, I I've got I remember phone calls. I still of pastors who called me and said we took this church, and and we thought it was this and this and this and he, and then they started listing all the things that it wasn't. And what do we do? And I said, well, you got a choice. You got to suck it up and overcome it and move forward, or you can tell the the pastor that left it's yours. I don't want anything any part of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, it's it's a tough it's tough, and I've had them do both ways. Yeah. You know, because of that. So if you don't bring people in, um, even to the point of exposing them to your friends. Now, most of our ministry friends are mutual anyway, you know, but, but, and, and relationships and, and, um, and, and, and try to give them all the wisdom you can, then they're, they're going to have a hard time not stumbling. Uh, Let me say it this way. The greatest obligation of true leadership is to transfer the deposit of knowledge, wealth, experience, influence, relationships, and understanding to the next generation. Yeah. Mm. Okay. You you have to get to the that's what true leadership does. Yeah. We we talked about this that you first you start fighting for people. Right. Then you fight with, with them, them. And then they fight for you. That's when you start Saying, all right, I got to give you what I got. I've yeah. got to. You've got to understand. You, I want to. I want to want you to get what where we're going with this thing. Because the word obligation means that you have a responsibility to the future. Yeah. And every leader needs to know that. Now, the leaders that I came up under, by and large, were convinced that Jesus was coming in their lifetime. Right. And so a lot of them never. They never even thought about it. Yeah. Because they didn't think there was going to be anybody around. Yeah. Well, look, 
I, I believe Jesus is coming, and I believe it's imminent. But, but I have learned, I guess, that I've still got to get something prepared for the future because I watch some of these great leaders, and they didn't prepare for the future, and their ministry just dissipated. Wow, and just left ugly monuments mm. to what didn't work. Mm. And I don't want to be that way. I don't want that to be a part of, you know, I don't want on Absolutely. one hand talk someone talking about what a great man Sam Carr was. He did this and this and this. And on the second hand said, yeah, and look what it is now. No, that— You don't want— I, I, None of us want no. that. <laughs> but, but see, if you yeah. don't— if you don't—if you're not prepared and you're not obligated— to transferring everything you've got, your knowledge, your wealth, your experience, your influence, uh, your relationships, everything, then then uh, you you're susceptible to that. Pastor, you, you I don't mean to interrupt you here, but I, I just this thought: you, you have to be a very um, secure leader to do that. You, you see what I'm saying? You, yeah. you have to be very secure. Right. When I say secure, you're hearing from God. You hear yeah. from the Holy Ghost. Absolutely. He's leading and guiding. That, that yeah. certainly brings that security. Yeah. But what what kind of insecurities in a leader would lead? We've already talked about this some, but insecurities in a leader that would lead a minister, pastor, leader to make the decision to hold on too long. Ooh, John, that's a big list. But that that's a good point. Um, maybe we ought to do that for a for a future podcast. Okay, well, hold on to that. Yeah. That just popped into my yeah. mind. What? Because yeah. if, if those that are listening could hear, well, write what that could down that and be? We'll just yeah, cover we'll, it on we'll our next podcast. Okay. Sorry, we teased you with that. Yeah, but we will come back. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pick that up on our next next podcast and I believe you'll be blessed by it. Praise God. God bless you till next time. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. The Leadership Podcast is part of Word of Life Ministries in Shreveport, Louisiana. You can connect with Pastor Carr or Word of Life Ministries on our Facebook, Twitter, or at our website, wordoflifecenter.org.